everybody, Coach John Daly here, back again with our favorite doctor in the house. There was um, just the other night he had graduation at his school, and there was two doctors in the house, him and Dr. Joe DiPonio. That crowd was just probably eaten right out of the palm of your hands, both of you, wasn't it? Well, it's funny because I work with two other administrators that have their PhD, too. Four in the house. There's a lot of doctors there. I didn't know there was the other two. There's a lot of administrators in Macomb County, Michigan, that have their PhDs. That's fantastic. So how are you doing today, my friend? Is it hot enough for you out there? It's extremely hot, hotter than I'm used to, but I am so looking forward to Memorial Day weekend. Cannot wait to have some time away from work in general. Absolutely. I think we all are. That's definitely, definitely true here. Well, today, you guys, uh, we are going to do a little something different. Uh, We're going to turn the tables a little bit, and Jeff is going to kind of take over a little bit and lead me down a pathway that he would like uh, some discussion on, which I'm all for. Uh, And so without further ado, Dr. Lip, why don't you just take the wheel, I'll slide the wheel over to you. Here you go. Take the wheel of the car and drive (laughs) us where you want to go. Well, today is a very special day, not for myself, but for you in general. And I wanted to kind of like pay tribute to you and what you've accomplished the last 28 years. And what I'm referring to is your marriage with your wife, Susan, 28 years. That is just freaking unbelievable, honestly. You don't look a day over 30. So, <laughs> so the fact is... knee scar right there, would you please? <laughs> so to make it 28 years is something of a monumental task, in my professional opinion. I mean, John, I couldn't even make it 28 years barely in my own life. But yet alone to share your life with someone else for 28 years is pretty unbelievable. So what I like to do, and I'm going to start hashtagging this out there so everyone get used to this hashtag. I like Mr. Coach John Daly. I like his last name especially. And I always seem to meet with this guy on Fridays. So we're going to start the hashtag Daily Fridays because it's kind of similar to the idea of the book Tuesdays with Maury where Mitch Album goes out and meets with Maury, and Maury shares a lot about his life on every single Tuesday that usually takes place. And I incorporate that same idea because I know you're a huge fan of that book, Tuesdays and Maury's, and now I'm going to call these Daily Fridays. So it gives me a nice little bonded, added you know, feeling towards my end of the week after a long week at work or wherever we're working at. You know, So without further ado... Please share with everybody out there. And also, real quick, too, if you've listened to my podcast, which is the Dr. Lib Podcast, one of the huge pillars is relationships. So what I want John to do today, more than anything, is to share his secret of how to survive marriage for the last 28 years. So take us through the journey. Maybe share a little bit of insight on how you survived the last 28 years. And I don't want to say survive, but really grown with someone over the last 28 years. You know, I think survival is um, one of the many words that, that people can use because there are a lot of uh, distractions and everything. Uh, the 20 years, Jeff, has gone by so dang fast. Um, and, and we've talked enough about in our conversations on, on what a roller coaster life can be. And that's definitely been, been our marriage. Um, I met her 33 years ago. Uh, so she's been in my life a very long time. And... Um, up until, you know, recently, probably the last, I don't know, five, seven years, things, you know, before that were a little bit up and down, a little crazy, uh, good and bad, as, as with any relationship. But the five to seven years uh, since, um, you know, about after year 20, I, I could probably safely say, there began that history. There began that length that we could see uh, us being together. And 
it was um, one example would be the two ends of our lives, uh, our parents. You know, getting older, uh, we're both very blessed that they're still around. We're both very blessed that they're still married. Um, you know, my parents, God, it's going on 53 years, and Sue's parents is about five years more than that. It's about 58. So there's been great examples for us in, in family. Um, and then on the other end, our kids are getting older. And um, knowing the ups and downs that we've had with them, um, that has added to the value of it. And I really, really start looking at um, trying to give more of myself because I've been kind of selfish throughout the years of doing things for myself. And, but now we have really, really, really gone out of our way to have date nights. And it's, it's, it's been amazing to, to have that commitment, that time, uh, the laughter, the fun. Um, and that's something I just have really, really enjoyed. It's been a rejuvenating uh, for us. But she, this is, part of it is her, too, is putting up with me. Uh, we put up with each other, you know, our little you know, quirks and stuff that we have. And, uh, you know, there's times I know we, we tick each other off. And, uh, but to be able to um, laugh about it more now and um, just realize we're in this for the long haul. We need, we're better together than we are apart. That's for sure. She amplifies uh, my weaknesses and helps me become a better person. And I do that a little bit with her too. So you mentioned something within the first, you kind of broke it down very interestingly. You said the first 20 years and the last eight. That's what I'm kind of hearing. So let me go back to the first 20 because at the beginning is where I think after the first five years or so, things are definitely out of the honeymoon period. And then you transition to a lot more chaos, Mm -hmm. honestly. Kids... They were younger, obviously. You guys are young adulthood, transitioning your life or careers. So there's a lot of moving parts. So I guess, let's start with this. What do you think the biggest challenge was within the first 20 years? And how did you overcome that? Um, probably a lot of those, those puzzle pieces would be uh, money, uh, the careers, uh, time, uh, and kids. We were married you know, two and a half, three years yeah, it's about three years before our son Matthew was born. And so we lived in an apartment for a couple of years. We got our first house uh, before he was born. That was about five years of that. And then Caitlin was born. Um, we quickly saw we needed a bigger house. And I just remember the pressure. I just remember, because to me, Jeff, looking back, you know, when you become an adult, you're, 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 this is hindsight, of course. When you're in your 20s, you don't know squat, but yet you think you do. And um, looking back, to have someone in a serious relationship that's counting on you and then a family, you know, you're adding more people, it, it definitely can add stress. Um, the curveball that we got thrown, one of them was me getting sick. Uh, finding out later I had celiac disease, but before I found out, um, I was losing a lot of weight. I was really tired, worn out, um, didn't, tell, didn't talk to Sue about it, wasn't honest and open about it. Um, and then through some, you know, divine intervention, so to speak, with my wife stepping up and asking all those questions that there were plenty of times where that would tick me off in life where she just asked too many questions about what comes on the baked potato? You know, does that cost an extra, extra 25 cents? You know, no, just get it if you want. That would be my (laughs) response. But by her asking a bunch of questions, she basically saved my life and got me into a doctor and, um, uh, said, you know, if I'd gone probably another three or four months, without seeing anybody or finding us out, I would have died. Wow. And um, I look back at that as far as, you know, because she could have easily just packed up. 
Absolutely. It's the communication more than yes. anything that I'm hearing. It's the constant communication. Yep. Whether or not it's negative or positive, it's constant communication. Absolutely. So you're indicating that that was a huge transitional point for yourself and your perspective. If Susan was here right now, what do you think she would say? Uh, first of all, she'd be embarrassed as heck about even getting <laughs> on this thing because um, that's just the way she is. She's very um, you know, quiet from the standpoint of... Uh, just a side note real quick. I don't mean to interrupt you, but go ahead. this is very fascinating because every single one of my podcaster friends, every time I ask them about their wife, they're like, she's so embarrassed. She would never <laughs> want to get on. She's like the biggest introvert you'll know. Why is it that most guys who do podcasts who have this kind of like extroverted personality to a certain extent mm-hmm. gravitate towards women that have this introverted personality? They're like, oh my gosh, we can't get her on. This is going to be the most embarrassing thing in the world. It's just shocking to me. That's, that's a great point because one of the one of the I don't know, cutest whatever thing uh, about her, uh, besides a lot, um, was this um, this vulnerability, this, yeah. this apprehension of throwing sure. herself out there. Sure. Um, and then to find out over the years, you know, you, you can pin a lot on it as far as growing up and, you know, insecurities and uh, different things, personality type for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely it's intriguing to have that because she's very organized. Um, she thinks things out. She talks things out loud to the point of we can figure stuff out. And I don't have that. Right. And so and the opposite attracts is totally true. That's exactly what it is. And that's why I think because Sam Crowley says the same thing. Jeremy Todd does the same thing. I just interviewed Eric Nevins, who is a Christian podcaster. He's like, my wife will never get on. Yeah. So I'm like, who do you guys marry <laughs> to a certain extent, you know? Anyways, so going back to that, let's say she got on. Let's say she's okay. sitting right next to me right here. And I asked her that same question. What do you think she would say? Oh, you know what? Um, that's a good question. I, I, I know. I ask good questions. You ask outstanding questions. I think she would refer back to uh, probably being a little bit humble about this whole thing where she saved my life. Mm. Um, but she would also agree to the fact that when we start communicating and making the time to communicate, that was a very, very big plus. That was a saving grace in our marriage because before, um, you know, we didn't communicate all that well because of, and she made it, she told me, you know, uh, she's got her career, which she would love to work part time rather than working full time, but the kids were her main focus. The kids were one of those things that um, she kind of lived. She kind of lives her life through them from the standpoint of wanting them to be successful, helping them to get going and find their direction in life. And she takes it very personally. Uh, and she's done a great job. You know, we, we still got a lot to talk about in that area, helping both kids out. But um, she would probably take that angle of it um, where ever since we started communicating and, and making ourselves available to each other would be the big key because we do like, you know, as you are a sports fan, um, we have a separate room, uh, living room, kind of a den. That's my room. And typically I'll do grading, but I'll be watching basketball, golf, you know, and she's watching sitcoms with the kids and, and other shows or doing other things. And so that was part of it too. But now we find time to break away from that, you know, so that we can meet up and talk. But that would be the, the big turning point is the communication. So... That's powerful because I think people that when they're going through those troubling times, especially in the early parts of their marriage or their relationship, that's really a testament to whether or not they can stand the marriage. Because if they can't communicate and they can't be open to share those things and they internalize everything, then the relationship is doomed, honestly. Because if there's no communication, why would you, is my question. So knowing that now, 
and the kids are a lot older, okay? You're a lot older. She's a lot older. You guys have grown together. The next eight years you talked about, that was your separation point. What has been the challenge over the last eight years that you guys would say, knowing what you've known from the last 20 years? Now that we're communicating better, uh, you know, I think we're laughing a lot more. We're having fun more. Uh, but now we're looking more toward the future of Good. her and I. Um, and the kids being, you know, not around as far as they will be out on their own at some point in time. The two years we had when both of our kids were up at uh, Central Michigan University um, was nice, and it gave us a preview of what what would be coming. And I remember my parents telling us um, before this hit, about a year before both of them were going to be gone, they said to make sure you get back connected with each other and reinvest in each other, but also to reinvest with your friends. See, this is powerful stuff. That's great advice. Yeah. So have you guys done that? Absolutely. And we've sort of, we've gone out more, uh, making time for friends and stuff during those two years. Now, with the kids back home and we've got the dog, which is a, another blessing. That could be another um, big, big plus for us as I see her. Uh, I just love seeing her laugh. And um, I did a podcast. I don't know when it's coming out, but about, you know, got to laugh at things in life. You got to lighten up a little bit sometimes. And I need to do that for a, a long time. I love seeing her laugh. So I, I'll do silly, stupid things. When we're shopping together at a store with music on, you know, a good song comes on, I start dancing, you know, and she is just so embarrassed. And she's, you know, and I don't give a rip. And I don't care if there's people around. And I'm not doing anything illegal and nothing, you know, it's going to get me thrown in jail. But um, she just laughs and yeah. is, is goofy. And uh, I just love that about her. And um, so, you know, that's happening a lot more. Um, I find it intriguing. Uh, that I think the example that we're setting, and this is definitely something that isn't intent, but it, I like it, um, the example that we're setting for, for our kids about relationships. And you know what? They might see us yelling. And we, uh, we've tried not to yell in front of the kids as they were growing up, but that wasn't always the case. Um, but they see us making up. They see us uh, hanging in there. They see us not giving up on each other. They see, you know, not you know holding grudges for very long, you know, and... Um, so that's been something. Now that our kids are adults, we're talking about things more. You know, they're not little kids. Um, I'm hoping that they see some of the pluses um, that that relationships can have. So I'm a huge believer in this, especially with people that have children, whether or not they're young or you know basically uh, adults. I'm a true believer that the foundation of a family starts with the mother and the father, more than anything. Do you kind of agree with that? Definitely, definitely, and and we've seen it through our educational careers. The families that um, don't have that that core two people, um, and it's a broken family. Yep. And um, you know, it's it's sad to, to find out when a kid's struggling, and then there's trouble and there's issues, and then you find out the backstory a little bit later. There's a lot of puzzle pieces that get put into place, and that things make sense when you start seeing some of this. Um, it definitely makes a difference, and. Uh, it made a difference, you know, having my parents around. It made a difference, I know, for you um, and for my wife, and it does. And so knowing how an important role we play as parents, it definitely becomes serious, more serious as you get older and you're hanging in there. And okay. you're still trying to do things. You never stop being a parent. I mean, I don't care how old your kids get. Right. And the reason I'm bringing that type of question up is because in our society today, it's about a 50% divorce rate. Mm. I mean, that's... Pretty freaking high. That means that like, if we take a sample size of 100 people out there in the United States getting married, 
50 of those people will be divorced sometime within their marriage. And it's powerful in the fact that you can stick with each other. You see what I'm saying? But it's also very difficult to make that communication take place Absolutely. too. So what I heard more than anything was that no matter if there's kids involved, there's not kids involved, that has to be the foundation. So if it's not, then that relationship is going to crumble. Absolutely. So it's powerful. Yeah, one of the other things I want to mention, and we've talked about that book, uh, The Five Love Languages, and uh, sure. Florence Littower's book, uh, Personality Plus. Those two books, when I read that long ago, um, has helped me understand my wife. And I shared it with her, too, to the point where she could kind of see where I'm coming from. And it's also helped because my son is like my wife, and my daughter is like me. Interesting. And so Sue and I definitely communicate a lot better when we're dealing with kids um, and knowing that Caitlin comes from a certain background like me, I shouldn't get blamed a lot for, <laughs> she's just like you. You know, yes, dear, I know, I remember. And, you know, I understand Matthew a lot better because of uh, knowing Sue, too. So, again, getting those outside little factors, personality, I know you're big on that. And it's so true the way people are, you know, it really makes a difference. If you can know, for example, uh, Sue loves quality time, physical touch. And so the time... You know, of spending, we were talking last night, I was on the computer, I, I shut the computer, I, I finished up real quick and I shut it off. Normally, I'd keep doing and kind of look at her and kind of look at the computer, or same thing with the television, you know, kind of watching TV and looking back at her and still not giving her full time. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, she took off her shoes and she wanted her, the, the foot rub and it's like, okay, you know, I just know that means so much to her and I wouldn't have really picked up on that without, you know, those couple books of, of seeing the important things. Which transitions to my next part absolutely 100% perfectly because as soon as this podcast is over, what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll it out. Uh, I'm going to also do a social media post on it for you and kind of advertise this particular podcast so people can listen to it and they can find it. But I want to read what I wrote to my sister and to Nick also on their day when they got married. So if you kept along with my story, and I shared it on your podcast too, and it's definitely on mine is that when my dad passed, I basically stepped up and I had to become this uh, mentor or this father figure to a certain extent for my sister. And what I did is on their wedding date, I gave a little of a speech. And in the speech, I kind of referenced three different books that kind of helped me figure out relationships better so they didn't make the same mistakes that I did when I went through my marriage. And one of the books that I referenced was a book by uh, Rick Warren called The Purpose Driven Life. You read that book, right? I did. Did you like it? I did. I got to read it again because it was a while ago that I read it. It's an unbelievable book. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read verbatim what I wrote to them and articulated to them on the day of their marriage. And it was pretty good. One day, all that whole speech will be out in my book. I promise you, just putting a book together, doing work, it is just eating my soul alive <laughs> to a certain extent. All right, so I'm going to read the first part kind of, and then bring you in and kind of reflect it because we talked a lot about this concept at the time. Sure, yeah. The first thing I want to share with you both comes from Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life. In this book, Rick Warren explains about the concept of time. Time is your most precious gift because you only have a set amount of it. You can make more money, you can, but you can't make more time. When you give someone your time, you are giving them a portion of your life that you'll never get back. Your time is your life. That is why the greatest gift that you can give someone is your time. It is not enough to just say that relationships are important. We must prove it by investing time in them. Words alone are worthless. Relationships take time and effort. And the best way to spell it, love, is T-I-M-E, time. Your thoughts, buddy? 
Buddy, I, I was hoping I'd get out of this without uh, tearing up. <laughs> Come on, 28 years, you know that. You're, you're going to choke up a little bit. I, I was really proud of you. So Thank share you. with us what's going on. What are you thinking about? Where it's taking you? It is, it is definitely um, it's valuable currency. And it's currency that, you, again, like you said, you can't make more of. You know, you can, you can spend more time. Hey, I'm not going to watch the game today. Let's go out and do this. You know, but that time is going to go by. Right. And whether you spend it watching the game or going out, you know, with right. your wife or whatever, um, it's still going to go by. It is valuable. Um, this just happened yesterday. Uh, her and Matthew went to uh, kind of a nursery around to look at some some stuff for the outside, and uh, I took Kirby for a walk, and we were coming around the block, and a neighbor who lives on the other block, uh, don't know him really well, um, but we've, they've been there a while. He had a stroke, and. Um, I've seen him sitting outside, and just in the brief two-minute high that we had, and, you know, summer's here, and I asked him how he's doing, and uh, he, he said he's doing really well compared to when he had the stroke. He was in the hospital for three months, mm. and they were not betting on him living. And um, so he said he's really enjoying things. And I just, that hit me as I walked away, said goodbye, you know, wish him well. As I was walking away with Kirby, I started crying from the standpoint of, Half hour before, I was ticked off about something. Sure. You know, and uh, to see this guy and his wife sitting out there, um, that, that aspect of time uh, really got hammered home with me um, to the point of other people have got it worse. You could be just like him, you know. I have a great dog to walk, you know. I mean, just enjoying the day, just very, feeling very good. It was very humbling. It was very eye-opening just to have that brief conversation with him and uh, telling how, how happy I am that he's doing okay and doing better. And, and I told him, I said, I go, you know what this means? you got something great to do. It's you, powerful. You know, you got something great to do, whether it's with grandkids or something, you know, because it wasn't your time yet, you know. And that was real eye-opening for me yesterday. So you telling that story, I'm a huge person that believes in science. I really do. And I've seen so many signs the last four months I've been doing these blogs, these podcasts. For me, that was a huge sign for you. Something in life wanted you to see something from that. Mm -hmm. So was it the concept of time that you saw? What sign do you think you saw from that? Yeah, the time concept, um, to cherish it, to, to uh, not waste it, um, but also my, my attitude, my mindset. Good. Of, of not um, getting all ticked off about stupid things that really right. don't matter. And then bringing it home with me and maybe lashing out at Sue or, you know, telling Kirby, no, I don't want to go for a walk or, you know, getting mad at the kids or not giving my all at school because of, of being down or angry and upset about something that really shouldn't be part of what I am. So, And that's something I really teach all my counselors in training is the fact that you must disassociate whatever happened prior before walking in with somebody and talking mm -hmm. with them because you're going to carry that negative energy yeah, into absolutely. the session. And that's the same thing you saw. Mm. It's the fact that I am not going to carry this at home. As a matter of fact, what's interesting about that, that happened already, right? There's nothing you can do to change that. Yes. So to continuously dwell over it, over something you can't change, you're letting that situation control you, and then now you're wasting time. And that brings back to the time being currency. So how much time are you going to waste thinking of something that you can't change? And a lot of times during the, the first 20 years, and I'm not even perfect with it now, but I'd look back, and boy, was I an idiot doing some of that, bringing home, being ticked off, frustrated. And mostly, it was me, like things that I was not doing in my life. Without, I was you know, unhappy, but I would lash out at, at my wife or the kids or other things. You know, 
kind of blaming them, but really inside, you know, I knew all along, John, it ain't them. You know, knock it off. It's you that you got to fix and get better at. That's the most empowering part because your podcast really focuses on how to overcome failure. And that right there is where it starts, inside. And if you don't recognize that and you don't accept the humility that you need to go through, you're not going to grow. Mm. And you're going to stay in that particular failure for a very long time, which... Once again, using the word time, transitions me to my second part that I said in the speech, and we're going to wrap it up here with this. So I'm going to read the next part that I said to them, which is going back to the concept of time, but really breaking it down in a little bit more detail. So remember that both of you are a customer of a bank called time. This concept of time should resonate with both of you since you are both in the field of logistics, which they both are. They are both logistical <laughs> analyzers. <laughs> probably one of the most boring jobs that I see, but they <laughs> like it. Them. Exactly. Right. <laughs> every morning, it credits you both with 86,400 seconds. Every night, it writes off as a loss. Whatever remainder you have both failed to invest to a good purpose. It carries over no balance. It allows no overdraft. Each day, it opens a new account for each of you with the same deposit of 86,400 seconds. Each night, it burns the remains of the day. If you both fail to use the day's deposits, the loss is yours. There is no going back. There is no drawing against the tomorrow. You both must live in the present of today's deposits only. Invest it so that you both get it from what it is utmost in health, happiness, and success of your marriage. You both are making withdrawals right the second for your marriage. Make them count. Your thoughts? Amen to that. Um, one of my wife's favorite uh, entertainers, singers, is Donny Osmond. Right, she grew up with loving him, and you know, as a kid, and we have gone to concert uh, as adults to see him and/or you know him and his sister, Donny Marie. And he has a song that talks about that exact concept, that eighty-six thousand four hundred seconds. And uh, so every time I hear it, every time I see this little thing, it just really resonates on how much. You know, we, we don't put too much value in, oh, it's only 10 minutes, oh, it's only 15 minutes, you know, this and that. And those things add up quickly. And when they go by and you, and you look at where you're at someday after years and years and years of, oh, it's only 10 minutes, oh, it's only 15 minutes, that is piled up. Yes. You know, and so if you look at it in 86,400 seconds and how fast it goes by and what am I doing with it, that's a great reflective piece. And if you get two people that kind of understand this, that can help each other with that, I think that is so, so powerful. That's a, I agree. That's a, I love that point, man. I love that. Well, buddy, you're always on point, and I agree with that because that number is staggering, mm. right? When you look at that number, like 86,400 seconds. That's, that's, a, that's a big number, isn't that's it? That's a huge number. <laughs> and when you keep breaking it down like 24 hours, okay, so 24 hours compared to 86,400 seconds is like there's – it's the same equivalency, Right. But that larger number just holds so much more weight. It just does. So, I mean, it's how you use your time. Mm -hmm. And what more anything I want to stress with them is the fact that you do all have time. If you do have time, you got to put action to it. The more action that you don't make, the more time you are actually wasting. So if you saw the rest of the speech, I transitioned well because we touched on it. I transitioned to a book, The Five Love Languages, and then I transitioned to another book. So that is the speech. You did great. What are you going to be doing this evening with her? You know what? Um, I'm going to go surprise her. So this will be out after I surprise her. Um, 
she loved she loved celebrities, and so I'm gonna just go get one her favorite her favorite kind and drop drop it off at work and you know whether it's with a flower or two or I might save the flower at home and nice. I already got her a card and uh, asked her what she wants to do and you know going out or something she just wants to stay in so she's gonna be so exhausted because. She got up early this morning. She won't get home. You know, it's a good 10, 11-hour day for her. Um, she just wants to order some pizza. We got some, uh, whether it's wine or other cold beverages. And we're going to sit and relax. As both kids are gone, us and the dog, and uh, to, to her and me, that is just sounds like a perfect evening. So it's gonna, I'm looking That's forward fantastic. to it. That's fantastic. Looking forward to it. She likes slurpees when it's below 30 degrees, too? Not, uh, maybe. <laughs> Definitely in the hot weather, she loves it. When we go walking Kirby at the at the school track, um, hey, can we stop for a Slurpee? You know, and I can't stand them because I take one sip and you get that cold headache. Right. Oh, it, I can't, Oh my God, I almost fall over in pain. <laughs> so I am definitely, you know, I definitely love getting her those little things. And again, because I used to do this before we were married. Sure. Just the little surprises. Right. Just he was he's not expecting it. And, you know, just the little yeah. surprises is what I love doing. All right, well, this is your show. Um, I just want to plug a couple of things for my show real please quick. Please do. So if you guys haven't checked it out, please go visit me over at JeffLip.com. Check out my blogs at JeffLip.com. But more than anything, I want you guys to check out the podcast. Did you happen to listen to the last podcast I did about Mike Elbreath? I did not yet. Oh, he was the magician, Mike. Yes. Oh, yeah, so you did listen to it. Mike. Mike Elbreath was the musician. I thought you listened to it. Oh, the musician. Yes, 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 I did. Yes, I did. That was the last one? That was my last one this okay. week. Yeah, I thought I was behind. No, okay. because this week's been crazy. I've only rolled out that one this week. Yeah, no, he was fantastic. And I could just, I wish I saw, you know, you always say, oh, we should have a camera here. I wanted to see your face I know. because I think you were just jumping up and down. It was awesome. Wanting and more, you know, like at a concert. You probably had your phone up with the light <laughs> swaying back and forth or something because you sounded like it. You it was pumped. So it was good. It, it was, was so good. good. And here's the thing. The podcasts are only getting better. So if you haven't checked them out, please go visit over there. Check out all the podcasts. And then if you start from the bottom up, they're just beginning so much better. The, the guests are even – they're not better. They're just more articulate and they're just more willing to share a story. You know, And I, I'm going to have a few people on my show again that are really high popular ones. Like Jordan is extremely high on his downloads and a lot of good guests. And the upcoming ones, I got my brother-in-law, Scott Bowman. He's also a musician. His will roll out Monday. It's going to be awesome. I got my friend Craig who sells Dragon Mead Brewery beer. So he, I'm going to hashtag it beer and it's going to roll out. Are it's, there going to be samples there for you? No, but he wants me to go roll out to Hamtramck this evening to go and join him up there. So the guests that keep coming on the show and they keep finding me, uh, Eric is another one that I want to talk about too. He's a, he's a fellow po- podcaster and he's doing a Christian podcast. So nice. the, this is just, it's building so much momentum. And I, I see it going someplace. So hopefully it all ties in together. But more than anything, I'm just completely honored to keep coming back and doing something with you on your show, especially on a special day like this. You were able to spend a little bit of time with me. I knew you had a half a day today, too. I was not as fortunate. But more than anything, I'm just glad that we can connect before you you know spend some time with Susan this evening. Thank you, buddy. I really appreciate that. And let me tell you about your podcast. The confidence that you have, the professionalism that you have, it's right. just, just oozing. It is just such a difference compared to when you first started. And that's Absolutely. why that's what the guests are connecting with you more. Right. The people are connecting with you more because of that. Yeah, it's the energy that I bring now. I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't like I wasn't pumped up to have all these guests because I just didn't know how to focus that energy. Now, the energy is coming better 
tenfolds by the questions that I'm following up with. And it's unlocking more for the client, not the client, I'm sorry, but the guests that come on the show and for myself because I feel like it's deeper. And it's funny because even when I get off the show and I do it with them, the feedback that instantaneously said to me is like, this is amazing. You did a great job. I, my friend Eric, who is a fellow podcaster, once again, he said, I did this show about five different times with five different people interviewing me. This by far is the best time anyone's interviewed me. And I go – It's fired up. Yeah, and I go – I didn't do anything different from what I'm normally doing. He's like, it's your energy. It's the fact that you're asking great content questions. And it's like you're really invested in getting to know me. Well, I go, your story is what I want because your story is the key that many people don't have that want a lifestyle that you probably are you know, articulating that they want to emulate. So that's what's powerful about my particular podcast. And I think I'm going to continue to unlock it. But Mixing that whole counseling piece in, I see a huge avenue taking shift and taking place. And like I said earlier, I'm a huge believer in science. And a lot of people keep coming to my life and I I might be making a move soon. I don't know yet, but it's like it's going to happen because nothing has held me back. Really, it hasn't. Because once I put my mindset to something, I don't stop until I actually initiate that. And all of a sudden, it's like... I got all these downloads for my blog, all these downloads for the podcast, and it's just shocking, honestly. That's so powerful because your your belief um, in me and your action that you've been doing with you and the confidence and these ideas, you're helping me more than you'll ever know. And right. you're helping a lot of other people too. So right, that's right. Awesome. And I appreciate that, brother. But no, I mean, this is your day. I'm learning from you. I mean, I want to get to that milestone. I want to hit 28, day, 28 years more than anything. That'd be fantastic. But... I like to just make it for one day, trying go. to find it with that special person. So and you will. It's a journey. It's a you journey. Will. And I'm, I'm embracing my journey, and I love my journey. But more than anything, uh, you keep doing what you're doing, brother. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, this is there'll be a celebratory day coming up in the future, I know, with Jeff uh, finding that, that special lady. And uh, it's just great to see all these doors opening to the point of, I don't know if he can keep up with the doors opening. <laughs> the momentum is just ridiculous. <laughs> but, like, I... I know my limits now. And more than anything, yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's another true. thing I'm learning is to say no to a certain extent, but not to beat myself up when I say yes. Yeah. So I constantly just keep growing and keep learning. But that's all you can do in life, honestly. But I know what I want. So I need to keep myself in that particular mindset of getting there specifically. So. That's great. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the wheel of today's show. I really enjoyed it. That was definitely different. And, uh, you know, he talked to me last night about this and... Uh, anytime he comes up with something that he he makes the effort to call me and tell me about something, we're doing because I just know he's fired up about it and uh, I really appreciate it. So thank you very much. Hashtag Daily Fridays. <laughs> Love the Friday part with that too. All right, everybody. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, find me over on Facebook at Coach to Expect Success and on Twitter at Coach to Success and even on Instagram at Coach John Daly. And again, definitely get yourself over to jefflip.com and check that site out because he's doing some phenomenal things and you're going to really enjoy getting connected with Jeff. Hope everything's going well for you guys. Enjoy the Memorial Day weekend or whenever you listen to this. I hope things are going well for you. Keep taking care of yourself and each other. We'll talk again soon. See ya.